it going? Welcome to Allie, Cat, and Steve. I'm Allie. I'm Cat. We're here with Ren with the Maine, who is an awesome indie songwriter from New York with amazing hair. She's super talented, touring Absolutely. the world, selling out arenas. I mean, wow. Hair is so long. Hair is very long. On, like, it, <laughs> it brushes the ground. She has a team of people carrying her hair down New York City. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Hey, gals. <laughs> hey. How's it going, Renee? It's going wonderfully. So, despite this being a morning talk show. Yes. Uh, it's currently 4.53 in LA. 7.53 in New York. Are you drinking coffee? I'm drinking something. That's fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking coffee. Though, yes, we're definitely drinking coffee. Yes, gotta caffeinate all day. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm drinking yes. the Tolima roast. Yeah, are you familiar with Canyon Coffee? Ooh, the best Canyon Coffee there is. Yep. Yes. <laughs> they they were kind enough to provide us with some Tolima roast. It's very delicious. It's super delicious. Yep. Ooh. Only to be found in canyons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> super happy to have you on the show this is exciting yes i'm very Yay. excited to be here so per usual we just have conversations about what it's like to be an indie artist in the world given all of the changes in the industry and different variables that like didn't exist 15 years ago like new it's resources here old resources how we like best utilize them and most importantly how you like manage it on your own yeah i think it's changing every single year a lot totally uh, yeah it's like it's changing every minute to be honest yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well howdy so i guess we should start from i guess where you see your beginning being because everyone's idea of where they came from or where it started, as in being a musician or being an artist started, is kind of different. Someone's mm. like, I've been doing music my whole life, but I really felt like it started at Berkeley, or I really felt like it started yeah. in high school jazz band or whatever. Right. Yeah. So give us a little bit of your mythos, Ren. With well, me. I started, I mean, you know, I used to play around with the idea of writing songs, but I wasn't very good at guitar. And then in when I was at school, I picked up a guitar, I could play two chords, and I wrote a pretty okay song. And then I learned four chords, and then my song got better. And then, <laughs> Good job. Um, thanks. Um, eventually, I took that song that I had, you know, really good lyrics in, but I, I wasn't sure. I knew that my capabilities with, you know, instrumentals and production, I knew I needed someone to bring me to a new level and kind of add a coolness factor because I didn't want to be so singer songwritery. I wanted to do have more of um, a production, you know, have have solid production on on that side too. Um, and so Luca Bucciolati was living with my boyfriend at the time, and I brought him the song. He loved the lyrics, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna like." popify this and turn it into a smash and that was my first single time we recorded it in my boyfriend's basement at Berkeley so that was the first song that was like mine that I 
released as an indie artist, if you will. That's amazing. Did you yeah. have, do you have any help like releasing it? Yes. So I released it back in 2014 and it was really easy to get your music out there. When I uh, started, I used Whiteboard Publicity, their UK based PR company, um, to help me release the song and it gained a lot of traction. I mean, it was on Pigeons and Planes and Nylon and Neon Gold Records and awesome. I had never released anything before and you know, fortunately at this time it was really uh received with open arms and people were excited to have uh new indie artists like on platforms and it wasn't saturated like it right. is today right, right. where it's become something totally different. Um, yeah. And so from that, like, did you get a manager or like, it's funny you ask. So I was literally backtracking in my old emails today because <laughs> so depressing kind of, <laughs> but I was back, I was backtracking and I was looking for one email, but I opened some emails that were from, Sony A&R, Columbia A&R, Ministry of Sounds. Whoa. Yeah, it was like a crazy time when I first released music. I had a message from, I don't even know how, to, I guess Sunburn, S-N-B-R-N, an email that I never opened that was like, hey, will you sing on a track? And they're like huge now. I literally just opened it for the first time today. Oh my God. And you're like, <laughs> well, um, miss my boat. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Like I, I did kind of miss my boat in some ways, but I never... I, I always um, trusted myself over the industry and others, which probably held me back in a lot of ways too. Like there, there comes a time where you need to like let go and, and trust the industry or at least give them a shot to, sure. you know, create a, a bigger presence for yourself. So I, I think I did miss the boat in a lot of ways by not, you know, having deeper conversations with these people. I was really young and naive and unex you know, all this was pretty unexpected, the traction and everything. So Well yeah, yeah that was like your first release and sounds like your first like fully realized song. Completely, yeah. And that's like a really big deal to suddenly be like, well now I'm an artist and now I'm gonna release albums of songs. Yeah. When you've just released like your only child. <laughs> Right. I, I guess like a perfect juxtaposition would be um, Luca was also, you know, uh, working with Valerie Teicher, Teishi, oh, and yes. she did she did go with like the labels and the management and she, you know, she she took some chances and risks and as did I. But, you know, certain ones are better, <laughs> you know, totally. and it's it's really it's really hard to know what's what's the right choice at the time did you think that going like how you responded to those emails from like columbia and r like did you think that that was somehow like failing or were you interested in that but just overwhelmed by the experience in general i was interested overwhelmed they always asked the same questions which was like can you send me more music like we're interested in what's next like like, what shows do you have planned? And, you know, they want you to already have things lined up. And mm -hmm. at that time, I was like, I didn't actually have a 
a manager yet. I was just figuring things out pretty much by myself. And um, I kind of kept in touch, but it was just flowing in so regularly that I wasn't like afraid to keep going and doing just what I was doing. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty cool. So you do have a manager now? No. So right now I'm looking for a new management. I have people who help me along the way. There are some wonderful people um, in LA and in Denver that have been helping me out. And, um, but you know, they all have full-time jobs too. So it's a lot. Right. Right. Everyone has a life. I think that's at the end of the day, like in the music industry, it's, it's hard because people do music and then they have careers outside of that too. And it's, I don't know, it gets complicated. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, what, like, what are you looking for in your new management? Um, I'm really just looking to be efficient. <laughs> hmm. um, it sounds simple, but, well, first of all, someone who really likes the project. Like, you don't want to choose someone who's not 100%. Or who sees a lot of potential in you. Yeah. Um, if they don't see that, then there's no point, you know? Totally. Um, I'm looking for help with, I am like so stuck with this social media age. I am lost for the Instagram world. Like what is the balance? Where is the balance with that? Um, booking, you know, looking, um, just looking for shows with cool people, you know, so you can open up for a bigger artist or, you know, just those relationships. Um, I think having a manager with relationships is really important. Um, and you also went through a rebranding, right? Yeah. At some point. Yeah, kind of. So yeah, I was just going by Ren. I I wanted it to be pronounced, uh, rain, which was just confusing, which is unnecessary. Yeah. You know what? It was just a bad idea. So (laughs) from this point on, I'm going by Ren with the main, um, it really was a choice because it was hard to search um, for just Ren after mm-hmm. a while. I yeah. mean, if you know that big K-pop band, uh, what's it called? BTS. Yes. One of their members is named Ren, and it was, it was like, <laughs> jam. Oh Everyone's going to think I'm this K-pop star, and I'm not. From BTS. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... It was just a lot easier to search for my music all across the board with the extra information attached to the end. So run with the main it is. Run with the men. (laughs) Run with the men. Just telling it like it is. Yeah. I mean, I think I always get noticed by my hair, so it just was like an easy little add-on for me. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Wait, how long has it been since you did the rebrand? Oh, that is a good question. It's been like a year at least. Do you did you like lose any of your fan base doing that? I you know what? I think I did, to be honest. Um I think I mean Spotify has been with me very consistently. Um as far as, you know, their playlisters and whatever. They're mm-hmm. pretty supportive of the project. Mm-hmm. But um Apple Music was pretty supportive too, and since the name change, I I'm not sure if they know I'm the same artist. Got it. So that's, that's pretty not great. Right. And um, 
a lot of people have commented on some, like my old music videos, like where did this girl go? And, and you're like, <laughs> just, I'm here. Yeah, so I've just started trying to respond. Like, ugh, but it's it's really, it's hard, you know, to tell these people who saved your song to their, you know, playlist that like, oh, that's the same person as Ren, you know, so. Totally. So, like, since you've been doing all this on your own, what, how, how have you been approaching that subject just in general, like maintaining a fan base and like trying to grow it? Like, what's your strategy on that? Honestly, um, you have to do everything. There's so many aspects in putting out music and gaining traction and it's exhausting. Um, I mean, I didn't use PR for this last release. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be honest, like it wasn't the strongest release. I think, uh, I think PR can be important or you need, you just need a hustle if you're not going to use PR. Um, you know, people are using Instagram ads and Facebook ads now and you still have to spend money to do the ads, you know? Yeah. It's it's hard to know what's worth it. Um, I also never know how much other people spend on their ads. And I think about it sometimes like right with my own thing. I'm just like, how much am I, should I be spending? How much is normal or like, yeah. What gets you what, like understanding how much you really need to spend in order to make your ads worth it. Right, like who can say? And it's really hard to tell. I mean, there's of course, you know, the ways metrics. to, yeah, the the metrics, quote unquote. But you know, it'll say like sixty five thousand people saw your video. But okay, well, why do I have twenty five likes on it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, have you ever reached know. out to Google support or Facebook um, support with that? Yes, I did. I had like a four hour conversation with <laughs> a lovely man named Andrew. Um, <laughs> they're, they're great aren't they yeah I really was like I'm so so sorry Andrew and like if you're a robot you're the sweetest robot you're I've ever met but, I'm, but no he was definitely not a robot he, he he took time and he was great but yeah it's it, it's genuinely hard to know I mean Facebook is such a convoluted place to do anything now and the ads and the algorithms like I'm not a data scientist I'm not I'm not sure you know, yeah, I'm just totally. a musician trying to get people to hear her stuff. And yeah. It's also just like super random what picks up and what doesn't in terms of like ad views. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like it always feels super random to the point of like you have a picture of yourself and like a sound and like a link attached and like tons of people are liking it and you have the same amount of money as like you put another ad on your press something that you got like your stereo gum thing and like Mm -hmm. nobody's seeing it and you're like i put the same amount of money yeah like yeah well it's It's hard to compete with giant corporations that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising yeah it's crazy i think the point is to just like you have to use every outlet like do some facebook ads do some instagram ads like hit up all the edit editorial people you know yeah um like tell your friends tell your friends friends tell your mom's friends like you have to (laughs) be obsessed with the project and really hustle it if you want it to succeed like it's not easy Mm -hmm. what are some other tools that you use like besides like you know obviously the social media accounts but like 
do you use song trust or um playlistings like services um i've tried submit hub if you're familiar with that oh yeah oh yes <laughs> so it's pretty horrible <laughs> yeah we like to review submit hub reviews on this podcast yeah so if you if you want <laughs> clinical depression just submit your songs to submit hub Wait, and... do you have any good rejections from them that you can maybe Ugh. send our way I yeah, have like just your favorite rejection, perhaps. Yeah, because we've had some really good ones. Yeah, and they are. I, mm. I think I started to ask for no feedback, please anymore. <gasps> so that's my new thing. Yeah. No, but the feedback's so good. It is really I, good. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think one one of the ones is like, uh, you know, it took too long to get to the to the course or to the build or whatever and it's like it's a fucking song listen to the song for the song you know it's like <laughs> yeah how long it's is called long? music seconds like, and like i'm sorry if it's not like radio hit friendly for you but it's a fucking song and i like it so <laughs> fuck you yeah it's yeah. funny because like a lot of times or at least in my experience like if i submit to a blog by myself i'll probably get rejected from it on submit hub but mm-hmm. if my publicist does it, I'll probably get a premiere. It doesn't right, make any so. sense. I know. Just say oh, say your it's name is like music. James Willington, you know, yeah. when you sign off. Be like, our artist loves you. Thanks yeah. for your time, James Willington. And yeah. there you go. <laughs> I once exactly. made a fake publicist email. And I mean, like, I think like you're not the only one. Emails. Yeah. And it was, I didn't get like any responses, but it was, it was really fun. I had, like, a super fun publicist sign-off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, other than Submit Hub, like, are there any other tools you use? Like, who's your distributor? I just use TuneCore, and I use the new Spotify upload tool. So I... How is that? So I really like it just because um, the tool has a submit to editorial area so you can write about the song and you can you have 200 words to say why your song is great and why it should be playlisted and you can't do that on TuneCore at least to my knowledge right so I mean if you're trying to get playlisted on Spotify I would say you can you can still use TuneCore you just you know where you check off all the places to deliver your music to such as iTunes Deezer whatever you just don't click on Spotify you leave that open and then, um, yeah. Oh, you wait, you're actually else. uploading yeah, it's direct to Spotify. Directly to Spotify. It's the new thing. No, no, I know, but, but like, through STEM, I upload it to STEM, and they send, oh, STEM, it, right. they send it to Spotify in advance, and then I submit it to the playlist myself. Yeah, she was just saying that now you can upload directly to Spotify. Got it. And, it, and it'll submit to editorial without you having to do the extra step. So I guess you, you can do it through without having to submit it directly through Spotify. But yeah. Yeah. I never did that. Have you, did you see any results from doing it that way? Um, no. <laughs> uh, actually, I've never had a song not get on a playlist except for my last release. So I'm having like a, oh, a little wow. low moment. I'm having a little low moment. And um, I've learned a lot just about... <laughs> you know, the emotions as an indie artist too. this release, because it's, it's really hard and you feel like you just want to give up. Um, 
but I've had a lot of support in the past, so I need to not be a little bitch about it and just accept that <laughs> I have to try harder um, with these next releases coming up. And it's just a hard industry and you have to be resilient. And I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah. So it's that thing of like being in charge of your own career, like seeing every part of it where maybe with other artists who have really big teams, you don't see all of the pieces as they're happening. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of ego, not in yeah. like a self-centered way, but it's just like a lot of self because right. it's you and you're watching you happen and you're making judgments about you happening while you're happening. Yep. And it's that can really... be like a lot of emotions. Exactly. Versus yeah. getting to be like, you know, like a little bit of space away from your own project. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure every indie artist has felt this way at some point. Um, I still feel like I need to do more to push the song. It's only a week old, but um, right. Yeah, you ha- you have to just like be resilient, like Lady Gaga said. <laughs> She's smart cookie. She really touched my soul with that uh, Golden Globe speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Wait, this actually leads to a question I wanted to ask you. Um, so what do you do to sort of, um, I guess, like ground yourself and protect your mental health when you have oh. to put so much of yourself into your career and what a- kind of manage every element of it as like basically your own like deity, your right. own everything? I do. I have a million jobs. Music is my baby. It's my passion. And it's it's what I call myself when people say, what do you do? Um, but I have a lot of like jobs that I freelance for. I do, um, beauty for a couple of photographers. Like hair and makeup? Yep. I try not to. Yeah. Um, I work with Lauren Desberg and I work a little bit with, uh, Shervin Lena's. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, and I think just being creative in another realm is really important for me. Um, I'm also a wedding singer, so I can earn some money because indie artists, man, you got to hustle to earn some money. Got to get sure. those syncs, yep. you know? Yeah. Even if you have millions of plays on Spotify, you still need a side job. Yep. Um, and I wedding sing in the summer, which is great because it keeps my chops up, has my stage presence, like, pretty strong when I play shows it's just good to like practice absolutely and um yeah my dad has a store in Long Island and I have a little boutique in it and I'm the buyer for that and that's amazing yeah Yeah, so I'm trying to like earn a living and do (laughs) this artist project and all at the same time and be my manager so it's a lot but um, how do you self-care how do you I have a lot of really good friends and we drink a lot of wine. That's great. <laughs> I have a lot of fun, honestly. I give myself breaks, and that's why I've only put out, you know, like 12 songs in the past five years. It's really insane. <laughs> um, Your fun-to-work ratio is amazing. It's good. Yeah, it I think good. it's important, you know. I think it's important to, like, the purpose of, This is going to be really deep for this podcast, but I mean, I think doing music is beautiful and people can get really excited and really sad about it both. And like, 
at the end of the day, like you're a musician and you write beautiful songs and you want people to hear it, but like life is a journey and you know, you have to just flow with the ups and downs and can't get too hard on yourself and have to enjoy like your family and like other experiences too. And that will give you inspiration for music. That's awesome. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> There's, well, no, like I think it's, Ralph Waldo Emerson said that you can't write about a life you haven't lived, or that's some paraphrase of what he said. But right. that was basically his thing. Is like, it's hard to be an artist if you're only creating about being an artist. Exactly. Like, yeah. you really have to go live other things and have relationships in a life. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> it sounds like all of your, like, quote-unquote, like, side jobs also really kind of play into who you are as an artist and your like general branding, like I had no idea your dad owns a boutique and that makes a lot of sense thinking about yeah. how well you dressed forever. You and know? Hair and <laughs> like that you do hair and makeup. That makes sense because yeah, you're so pretty. This makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you guys. Not it's the girls room. <laughs> but, but it does seem like that has played a role in who you are like as a musician. Yeah, for sure. Just, uh, and it, it, it's all from like relationships to all the jobs. I mean, like besides the one I get from my dad, you know, that's family biz. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, building relationships in all the creative fields and being friends with photographers and videographers yeah. that want to help you too. Totally. As, a, as an indie artist who doesn't have a ton of money to spare. Yeah, it's super important. Right. You have to befriend those people and work together, you know, to benefit each other. Um, and, you know, you have to, <laughs> it takes a lot of hustling, but if you don't want to spend a ton of money, because in reality, you don't have a lot of money to spend. Yeah, you can't. So like, okay, yeah. what do you, what do you consider like a ton of money though? Like, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I have friends who, you know, are indie artists who will put, six thousand dollars into their music video and it's just i just don't have that kind of money to right. spend on a music video and i'd rather that's just crazy that's yeah. insane to me how many views does it have like 500 right exactly <laughs> so i'd rather just you know ask a friend like hey i have this song does it inspire you would you be interested in creating a music video I'll buy you pizza for a week and a half and like <laughs> be literally my, you know, every like, day for a week and like, a half. I'll do some slave labor for you and like, come on. Like, yeah. It's like and, that trade culture that I do to, think you is have to kind of important. Be, it's super important. If it is, it is a major part of how I've been able to accomplish things um, is from the relationships that I've accumulated. And also it's like, just sharing art and sharing creativity. Um, yeah, it's really important and uh, it'll lead to opportunities. Um, yeah, you got to be open. Do you find that there's any lack of professionalism when you're not paying people? Um, yeah, I mean, I think yes and <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes and no. Like sometimes um, it's it's like how you feel about a painting. Um, you know, you can put, you can do a painting and put it for sale at like, you know, a thousand dollars or you could just give it to your friend, you know? Yeah. So 
it, it's really hard to put a price on art. Um, I think like art is super valuable. Yep. Um, but if you're giving the gift of art, I think that's like the most beautiful gift you can give. Um, so of course, if I have the money eventually or one day, or if I can, I'd like, I like to give some money. Yeah. So like what I can give and I'll say, you know, like I can give X amount for this music video. Plus I know it's not whatever. a lot. Yeah. I, I know it's not a lot, but like if, if you want to do this, if this is something that you'd like to, you know, use for your reel or also it's good to pick like young and hungry people to work on your yeah. project that, that want, you know, more, you know, if you, if you find a student at a film, film school students. who's like dying right. to, to do that something like this. hack. Right. Right. But you can't necessarily do that with, like, your album. Well, you can't do that with, like, a producer. I mean, I guess you could. You you could, but it probably wouldn't turn out great. Yeah, because it's, like, so time-intensive. And I have a friend who's also a New York songwriter who basically did her record, and the people mixing it were really, really great people. It was Mm -hmm. two people mixing it. But she didn't pay them anything, and they were doing it as a favor. And it took her, like, a year to get her record back. And by the time she got it back, she was over it and angry and disillusioned. Yeah. So there is that certain thing of, like, making sure that there are enough things that are actually just a business transaction for things to get done on time so you can make a plan. Yeah. Do you have... Have you had that same experience, Renee? Um, well... The one thing I pay for <laughs> is definitely my production. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where I put the most, the grunt of the money. Right. Um, I have an amazing producer. Allie's familiar with him. Shout he, out to uh, Brandon Boast. He's amazing. Um, I am not worthy. <laughs> and we have a very fair deal. I mean, he works, you know, with Lady Gaga and then he'll work on me. So, I mean, I need to, you know. I mean, everyone deserves to be paid, but we do totally. have a, a negotiation so that I can get my music in a timely fashion. And mm-hmm. it does, you know, he he needs to take time for his work and for and for my songs. And absolutely, it takes fucking forever. So yeah, um, that sounds like you're having a lot of fun. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, you're having a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um... Yeah, I guess, like, part of the struggle just in music in general is that a lot of the time you're working with your friends. And when there's, like, boundaries, like, professional boundaries or, like, expectations, like, it can definitely get messy. Yes, absolutely. Um, And then that can further, like, delay your release or postpone your project or make you want to quit or pretty much anything <laughs> or like yeah I've definitely your been there forever not with Brandon but I've been there with other people that have definitely I had a lot of love for and we worked really well together but they you know had reins on my project and I couldn't put anything out and it hurt me like really deeply Mm-hmm. Um, at a time where my music was getting really well received and I needed to put stuff out and it hindered me in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it totally. Hurt, you know, um, I think like one of the most important things if you're working with a new producer is to set those boundaries. I met Brandon yeah. 
And I was like, hey, I want to work with you. How do you feel about these terms? Like the day I started working with him. Good for you. Because so is that the I, lesson I, learned? I, yeah, that was 100% a lesson learned. And like if there's anything from this podcast that I can say, it's like if you are working with someone new, do the contract before you get in there, you know, with like the yeah. money thing. Because, I mean, money destroys relationships. Totally. And... um you just need to be transparent, as transparent as you can be and as fair as you can be. And, like, if it feels good in your heart, like, what you're doing and um, the deal you're getting and you don't feel super anxious about it, like, that's how you should feel. You know, you need you need to set those boundaries. Yeah. it's all, I mean, it's always a little bit scary when you're like, okay, I'm going to spend a ridiculous amount of money to, like, make this happen right now. And your, like, own insecurities can get in the way. Um, but, yeah, I can't imagine if you, like, didn't set those expectations up front how that would look at the end. Probably well, I, I, I've done it, and it was horrifying. It was, like, <laughs> literally it. destroyed fine. a couple friendships. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you got to be careful. It but is... it's so hard because you pay so much money to make your art. And it's just a huge leap of faith because you're essentially throwing a ton of money into air. Like, I think the, the, thing, the thing to think about is like, I mean, you have to think about the money with um, with these kind of things. But it's good to just think about the music and your the outline of like how you want your project to go and your goals and... And, like, yeah, everything will need, like, finances here and there. But indie artists don't have a ton of money to spend. Yeah. So just think about the ways you can do it in the most, you know, feasible manner for your budget, which is totally. pretty zero. Yeah, exactly. It's zero. Yeah. Do, you, do you think about Ren with the main as a business? Um. I do at times when my when my project is going well and I can see, you know, numbers going up, I feel really excited and that I have this other you know, income, but is it my main source of income right now? Absolutely not. Um I think if I can get into syncs more and you know, just overall do more with the with the project. Um, yeah. You know, the obvious that I, I can you know, rethink that, but right. Yeah. I work my ass off at every job I do. <laughs> and this is, it, this is just one of them. I mean, it consumes me a lot and probably has like the least income. Yeah. I'm being very transparent with you guys. No, no, that's no, perfect. no, it's great. It's like, that's the, that's, that's the goal the whole here. Thing because okay. nobody wants to actually say that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a coworker today. I work at a bakery two days a mm-hmm. week cutting cake for people Mm-hmm. And my coworker was like, "What do you do when you're not at work?" I'm like, "Well, I'm I teach a fucking it. rock star." <laughs> I'm like, "I teach at a music school," and he's like, "No, I mean when you're not at that job." Like, "What do you do on your days off?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "What do you do on your days off?" I'm like, "Oh, I I work for free." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do my music, and it's essentially me working for free." Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, "On my days off, I work for free," and then when I'm so there is no days off. It's just the free work and the paid work. Exactly. But, like, isn't the goal to, 
I mean, I don't know about you. Like, I don't know if you like doing all the things you do, Renee, and if you wouldn't want to do run with the main full time, but isn't like, isn't ultimately the goal to have that actually be your sustainable business? Um, I think I'm like a weird person in that. (laughs) (laughs) I think my goal in life is to just experience things. Um, I would love for Ren with the Main to become bigger and I'd love to play, you know, festivals and, and be on shows that people love and get recognized. And, but you know, like I said, there's ups and downs. There's moments where I've, I've had like some incredible opportunities already Mm -hmm. and it, it, it's such a great feeling. Um, does it need to consume my entire life where I'm famous and you know, it's, it's my everyday. Like I could do that. Like it would be lovely. And then, and if I had the right team and everything felt great, yeah, I think that would be great. But how many people in the industry have you heard was like, I was on a label. It was the greatest thing ever. It's zero, zero, Zero. nobody should be on a label anymore. Pretty much all of my friends who've been on labels were like, worst mistake of my life was miserable. Yeah. Whole time. It's a really difficult industry. I love being in it. I'd love to do more in it. Um, And I think at the end of the day, the goal is to just do as much as you can, like stay happy, stay creative like love your friends don't let it consume your heart because I know I've seen my friends you know let it consume them and in a bad way yeah um and in like a pompous way too you know people think they're the greatest thing you know totally the worst yeah it's it's it can be beautiful and it can be bad and as could any line of work I guess but yeah Sorry, that was like the deepest answer to your no. question. <laughs> We're really glad. Yeah, I need to stop apologizing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's kind of why we started the podcast was yeah. to sort of pull back the curtain on a lot of this stuff and answer yeah. some of the tougher questions about what life is actually like. Yeah. yeah. But also like how to use what's available to you now because... Right. Just even the experiences that you were talking about early on, that wasn't a thing that you could do when we were in high school, even. Or when we were even at Berkeley. Yeah, like, you know, you couldn't just, like, put out music independently and have it be well-received at all. Like, you could put your music on Spotify or on iTunes, like, via TuneCore, but who was going to hear it? How would you promote it? Right. So and, I felt very like secretive when I first when someone was like you should use PR because nobody was using PR. Right. Um and yeah, it kicked ass. <laughs> totally. And totally it was very out. scary for me because it was the first like large amount of money I'd spent, you know, on I mean it wasn't that large, but for me at the time I just graduated from college, I'm spending $1000 on PR. Yeah. It's no, like, it feels like ah, a lot of money. For is sure. this the biggest mistake? It was actually the greatest thing I'd ever done with a thousand dollars. So totally. Yep. <laughs> if I did it again right now, I probably wouldn't have the same reaction from, you know, all those writers and blogs and whatever. I don't know. Um, just because, well, it's very, you know, it's very saturated it's right very now. It's very saturated. And, yeah, but I think we're actually also back at a point where it's so easy to submit to all these publications that have having a publicist having the right publicist 
with right. the, with contacts that are actually useful to you um puts you at definitely at an advantage from somebody just like email blasting like the 405 15 times a week you know (laughs) (laughs) but no it's also like you have a point that we are pretty oversaturated I think there's like there's always going to be like an ebb and flow with that yeah like I'm sure we're going to hit a point pretty soon where the music industry will be hungry for something else again yeah there's going to be a new thing that's something else like I always feel like it's kind of the not so much genre because genre is sort of uh, fluid right right Right, now in life but more like it's sort of like a flavor thing where one flavor will really cut through and so if you're that flavor you're having a hot time and if you're not that flavor maybe not such a hot time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and but at the same time there's things like so far sounds that nobody ever thought would explode in the way that it did yeah and indie artists can play three so far sounds a week playing like acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. and you know like that's like the oddest phenomenon compared to like the social media culture we live in makes sense the the people actually go to these weird little concerts but it's kind of like an airbnb thing where now people want like things to be dressed down again yeah, it's the you counterculture. Know? Yeah, it's the counterculture to what was happening before. They're buying vinyl and hanging out in rooms where you don't have cell phone service. Yeah, right. people literally go to hotels where they take away your phone. Yeah. That's like a thing now. That's I like great. that. And they put it in a locker and they're <laughs> like, like, you get this in a week. I actually I... had a fantasy the other day that Instagram <laughs> crashed. <gasps> I've had that and fantasy. It was like I've never felt so much joy in my life. <laughs> I just think we'd be such a better society without it. And, yeah. I have to go on, um, like, I do, like, a day a week where I don't look at my Instagram or my Facebook. I say that to myself, but then it, it, I, ha- I feel like the need to post my new song and post. Yeah. And, and then I feel disgusting. Like, me, 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 me. And I just, like, it's hard to know, like, how to post even, you know? Like, there's totally. an art to it where you're, there like, is. look Jeez, at me eating a like sandwich and, care, like, oh, look of. at me. I'm a supermodel. And, like, I'm I, I'm still figuring this it's whole thing so out. It's so hard. And yeah. it drains it drains me a lot doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm a super feelings-y human. And for some reason, this social media stuff just really fucks with my head. So I always have to put it away because, like. It's like something ripping the band-aid off. I like post a picture of myself doing something cute with a, like a thing. And I post it. I'm like, okay, it's done. And then I throw my room, like phone in one room and run to the <laughs> other one. And I'm like, I'm not looking at you for an hour. <laughs> I understand that. Totally. Yeah, there's definitely an, an art to the whole thing. But you're pretty good at it, Renee. Thank you. I think I I get uh, a lot of my photos done by Lauren. She's amazing. Shout out to Lauren Desberg. Shout out to Lauren Desberg. I think we've all had Lauren Desberg. I photos. haven't. You haven't? I haven't oh, had the pleasure. The I know. I haven't enjoyed the club yet. I've thought about it. Though. And she's, she'll sing to you while she takes I was just going to say, wow. she's good at everything. She takes photos and she has a beautiful voice. She just put out the most beautiful song called it is Something Wrong With Me. So gorgeous. Yeah. So listen, it's really good. Guess I'm gonna have to schedule a photo shoot, you guys. I don't want. I don't want FOMO. She's here half the year. I don't want FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I have a photographer that I'm like desperately 
committed to who lives in New York. And so I try to get her to do all my shots when I'm in New York. Yeah. Danny Sacco, I love you. Nice. Yes. That's, so, what, that's what I'm saying. You got to create your people, your people to help support your music yeah. that want to take your photos and that kind of thing. And yeah. Yep. Build your, build your little army. Shout them out on podcasts. Do you have do you have a team of people that you work with regularly? Um, just in as general, far as... with like everything. No, I hit. I contact a million different people for a million different things. I have. I mean, I'm a, a little bit of a genius because <laughs> my <laughs> my bass player and my drummer are both professional videographers they work for um the meredith company which does like better homes and gardens and martha stewart and all Uh the stuff but they're very very capable and um rick my drummer shot my into the unknown music video awesome which uh i love it and if you haven't seen it you should go watch it okay noted and um john my bass player shot my black light music video cool. at the Martha at the Martha Stewart location there's like a black wow. light is that screen. jail still or <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well I don't know I think it's I should call it like better homes and gardens or something so he shot that music video can he get in trouble at... for that no I'm he asked for them wait this is insane so he actually <laughs> works in this skyscraper of a building and we went wow. in it was my birthday it was a Sunday so nobody's there obviously and um, it was an incredible space that probably would have cost me like sixteen thousand dollars to rent out for the day. Sure. You know, like yeah, easily. of course. And he was just like, "Yeah, can I come in? You know, my band. We're trying to shoot a music video, so <gasps> they let him use the space." <gasps> Amazing. And, uh, this incredible makeup artist. She's famous in the Instagram world. I should take some notes from her. Her name's Yvonne, the artist on Instagram. Love um, it. Follow her. She is a good friend of mine and she did all my body painting. Cool. So if you want to check out my naked body, um, <laughs> my out of shape naked body in this music video, it is there. We're definitely checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> immediately. Imme- right now. We're looking at it right now. Yes, please. Great. It's called hypnotize. If I didn't say that already. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so my bass player did the music video for Hypnotize. Oh, so and you're also... just like naked in this office building. Wait, it gets worse. <laughs> oh. I can just finish this horrible story. Wait, so, so you're naked in we an used... office building. Yes. There was also black light powder that was involved in this video. Okay. And it set off the fire alarm in a skyscraper. So the like sprinklers? I'm, oh. And I mean like a full on skyscraper, like full, full, full on. So I am. <laughs> I am naked, Wait. body painted, right? Okay, and we have to leave the building. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, guys? I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna die here. Everything, you know, I had a nice life, but like, I am naked <laughs> in full on body paint. I look fully insane. <laughs> and then so, once I was, once I was outside, because they did convince me to get outside. Um, there were fire trucks there, of course, and. I was just like, you know what? We have to own this moment. Yeah. And so I had a, I have a contortionist in the music video. Okay. And so he just gets in front of the fire truck and does contortion. And I'm like posing on his stomach and we're getting these shots. We're, we're getting these outtake shots for the music video. It was amazing. That's so. great job. Amazing. I was going to say yeah. like somewhere there's a YouTube video of you 
on like 46th Street. Yeah, what are your fucking, cross streets? Yeah, what are your cross streets? 100%. It was, no, there were people taking photos from like every angle when we walked outside. <laughs> well, you're and then so just you were the, outside completely naked in New York. Uh, I think I had one of those like paper thongs on, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank goodness you had a paper thong you on. You should have like gotten on the subway or something. Well, I'll send you some photos if you want to put it as like the, yes. if you want to put it as like the header for yeah. this podcast or this something. Is or this, this is <laughs> great. Wait, but I need to know the cross streets. Yeah, <laughs> you should have to it give was, it was in, it was in like uh, Midtown or like uh, I'll, I'll find out for you guys. We'll track it down. Awesome. We can't wait. We. <laughs> We need we need to see this. I need to see it. It's great just because I had so many embarrassing things happen to me while I was living in New York that like I feel like I understand the naked outside. Doesn't every day just feel like you're naked outside? (laughs) Yes. In the snow. Yes, it does. And so I feel deeply. Yeah. Um, well, this has been like the best chat ever. Yeah. Yeah, we can't uh, yeah. wait to have you back. Right yeah, now. we're yeah, just gonna have you back. Me too. Can't You're, wait to be back. We're a young podcast. So we haven't had that many guests yet. Well, we're gonna blow you guys very up. Engaging. We're yeah. we're gonna blow up. We're gonna blow. It's up. gonna catch like wildfire. Well, you gotta hear our theme song because once someone hears that theme song, yeah, ain't no turning back. This Pretty is much. a new frontier. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a theme song. All right, can I hear it now? Is it coming on? I mean, uh, no. no. Oh, okay. We can edit into it. But when we release your episode, you'll hear it. You'll hear it at the top. Okay, and I'm it's jazzed. So, it's the best music Allie and I have ever made. It's true. Um, real quick today, <laughs> do, you have, do you want to tell us any like release plans, like any like six-month goals, anything like that? Um, sure. I am releasing a new song on March 22nd. I'm not sure. Ooh, shouldn't have said that. The song it's is all good. It's fine. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, got some new music coming out. Um, just stay tuned. Uh, please follow me on Spotify. Run with the main. Um, it's good for their algorithms. If you save some songs, you know, like add it to your playlist, hey, share baby the love. Girl. How do you spell Which it? We're all hustling out here. Yeah. So it's R-E-N with the... If you don't know how to spell with and the, that's a problem. And then main, <laughs> like the main of a lion. So that would be M-A-N-E. Oh, baby. And yes. Oh, baby. So <laughs> yeah, please follow me on Spotify is most important. And if I want to be shallow, Instagram. Um, <laughs> but I guess it's all important, you know? So It's all important. Until it's it crashes important. and dies and burns. 